0: Welcome to the Weekend Sherpa podcast, Take It Outside. I'm Brad Day. I'm
1: Holly Kulak.
0: And thanks a lot for, uh, for joining us on this episode. If this is your first time joining us on the podcast, um, I am co-founder and co-host, as well as Holly being co-founder and co-host. And uh, we've been doing this for almost a year, um, really kind of complements our website, and our email newsletter writing about where to go explore and travel in California and the West hikes and bike rides and, uh, beaches, overnight escapes. Um, everything that you find on our website, uh, Holly and I kind of dissect conversationally, um, in these, uh, podcast episodes that we put out every week or two. And we talk with some of our team, um, across Northern California and Southern California about some of the adventures they've been up to. And, uh, we, went on a road trip a couple of weeks ago and included Death Valley National Park which I know is one of Holly's favorites. There you go, wearing the t-shirt.
1: I'm wearing my Death Valley National Park t-shirt <laughs> which I got in Death Valley and as Brad knows, I'm obsessed with national park t-shirts. I like like it's a priority <laughs> to run around and, and get all the national park t-shirts that I can and one one day I'm gonna make I hope well I'm not gonna make one I can't make quilts but I'm gonna hopefully be able to find a quilt maker so if any of you out there are quilt makers hit me up I would love to talk to you about doing a a quilt
0: a quilt of all of your souvenir shirts yeah
1: all of my souvenir shirts because you know eventually you can't wear them all right and uh, yeah it's just a good Good way to
0: remember it but let's uh, (laughs) let's kind of set the table for Death Valley it is the largest national park and i didn't know this it's the largest national park outside of alaska and i mean we're we're talking 3.4 million acres of designated national park which is um which is a lot that's it's it's huge they actually added another 90,000 acres in 2019 with the uh, passage of the john d dingle junior conservation management and recreation act really
1: Um, i didn't know that that's really cool yeah
0: Yeah. so that's that's pretty cool um so yeah it's just it's it's an amazing beautiful expansive park um with just i mean you can go hike in the slot canyons you can go climb around on the sand dunes um you can go up to some rocky peaks um you can check out the salt flats the lowest place um in uh in the united states at badwater and, um, and then, of course, you have this, the, the famous sunrises and sunsets and the night skies. It's got, it's got a lot going on.
1: I know. It's my, it is my favorite national park in California. And the first time we were going to go, I remember not knowing anything about it and looking and thinking, okay, it's called Death Valley. There's something called Badwater. There's Dante's Peak. There's Desolation Canyon. It all felt very intimidating and hot and remote. And so yeah. I was like, mm. and then I read something about like scorpions on rocks. And I was like, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And of course you go. And the, you know, the isolation you feel is it's it's hard to explain, but it's actually just so cool. Like it's so huge. And even when it's crowded, you still feel like you have so much space because there literally is so much And to me, it always feels otherworldly. And I was showing you this morning, Brad, um, the Mars rover footage that was compiled into a 4K video, I think by NASA, um, of all the footage that they're getting of Mars right now, which is fantastic because... We're just a couple of days away from the new um, rover landing on Mars. In fact, by the time you hear this, it may already have landed. But they were sharing this just unbelievable footage of Mars. I mean, it is just extraordinarily beautiful. And I was looking at it, and I was like, "This looks like Death Valley." And so many times when I'm there, I just stand in awe, and I'm like, "This doesn't. This feels like another planet." Yeah. In the best possible way.
0: It does. It does feel like a whole different planet. And um, and I think that's why they're preserving it as a national park. And it, there's a very specific window when you want to visit Death Valley, uh, basically not summer um, or even a, <laughs> <laughs> or a month or two kind of like on the edges of summer. It gets really, really hot. But if you visit in the winter and even in the early spring, you can still get some of those like snow capped peaks on the Panamint Mountains and some of the further mountains Uh, outside of Death Valley. And it just is really cool. And if you're really lucky, you get that super bloom. Um, That happens, seems to happen like once every decade or so. I think the last time they said it happened was 2016. Um, So, but they have to be like very specific conditions for the super bloom. You have to have kind of like a mild winter and you have to have the right kind of rain. And then you have to have like, not like kind of the dry, uh, temperatures that can really kill off the, the wildflower. So who knows, maybe 2021 will be a super bloom year. Keep
1: and it's a short window. I think that you can see them. Yeah. I could be wrong. On that, I think but, it
0: is. Yeah. It might be coming up the whole world in the next few weeks.
1: Instagram photos.
0: Totally. But, uh, what, what do you, um, what is the first experience that comes to mind? Cause we did, a we did quite a few things when we went to death Valley. What is the first experience that jumps to mind from when you're this like, recent trip yeah
1: well of course you know i hadn't been to death valley in a long time several years so driving in we came in on highway 190 and talk about just the most beautiful remote road you always hear about the loneliest highway in america is that what it's called in nevada yeah loneliest road in america and this felt very similarly where you're just on your own I'm like okay we could be in a car commercial right now just surrounded by the mountains and then coming up to the big sign and uh, we arrived late so um, immediately went to my favorite place um, probably ever oh but maybe Grand Canyon's right up there at least in the United States for sunsets which is mesquite flat sand dunes we arrived in time to be able to enjoy a sunset there. Yeah. And um, the Mesquite Flat Sand Dunes are in stovepipe wells where they have a general store. And by the way, a toilet if anyone needs that, because that can be important after a long car ride. Yeah. Um, and the general store is great, it's got really cool stuff.
0: Where you're in 95.
1: Yeah, and you can bring your provisions. But, um, you know, we parked the car, they have a big parking lot now, and um, you can walk out for as far as you want into these giant sand dunes. And we went out about a mile. I think the tallest one's about a mile out.
0: I think, yeah.
1: And it takes a little while because you're in sand, but...
0: Surprisingly slow in yeah. sand.
1: <laughs> but just <laughs> climbing to the top of the dune and finding your perch and yeah. breaking out your beverage of choice uh-huh. is Gatorade for me. Um, <laughs> right. And some snacks and watching the sunset over the Panamints. Yeah. It's one of the best experiences, I think. I think it's a, like... Must do when you're in Death Valley.
0: Absolutely, and it is one of the best. I mean, that's what everybody talks about. Is like, where do you catch a sunset? Where do you catch a sunrise? It's, it's a thing. And, um, and I think the the sand dunes are the best place in the park to catch a sunset. And probably we've never done sunrise. I imagine it's really good there for sunrise as well. But, um, yeah, like you said, I think, you know, give yourself plenty of time when you're going to the sand dunes, like. Not just 30 minutes before sunset, go at least an hour before, because it's going to take you a little while to hike out to get to that perfect sand dune. And and there's a lot of choices, right? But people go there and then they get like the top perch of the perfect sand dune. They're like, oh, we got to get another sand dune. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and you want to be able to have, you know, a nice sunset picnic while you're hanging out, watching it all go down. And then you might want to hang out for a while after the sunset. Because, I mean, this is a dark sky park, so you can get... Some really cool constellations. Um, after a while, so bring a headlamp. Again, you're just going to be walking, literally, just through the sand dunes back to your car. Um, and if it's if you only go out a half of a mile or three quarters of a mile, shouldn't be that big of a deal to get back to your car. And it's pretty cool to be walking around out there at dusk or even even later.
1: Yeah, we were close to the last ones to leave. Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I think that's an excellent tip. Is you've got to give yourself time because you want to have time to get to the sand dune and you know you don't want to be like we saw people and we've been these people in fact i think we were these people on this trip because we made what are you about to say running running up you know huffing and puffing to get up i was also carrying camera gear (laughs) you were carrying camera gear but we we beat out another guy remember him he was like really running and just heavy breathing you could hear him from half a mile heavy breathing don't get close to that guy running up um, to get his photo and then he left and I mean I understand people just want to get the shot but it's so good the, the photo is always great to have of course but just being able to relax and take it in and mm. absorb it and then when we were walking back um, this was our second time because we went twice on the trip because yeah. one of the days was my birthday. It was so birthday. good you
0: got to do it twice and it was your birthday. And it was
1: my birthday and we did a little segment from there that we'll share yeah but um, we were walking back and it was dusk and a shadowy animal ran out in front of us. I mean, far enough that we, it wasn't, like, scary. Yeah, it was but fascinating. you like, what?
0: Because you don't see a lot of wildlife in Death Valley.
1: I know. We wondered, like, okay, it wasn't a roadrunner.
0: No, it was bigger. It was, it was definitely between a coyote and a fox. It
1: was between a coyote and a
0: fox. I'm guessing fox.
1: I'm going to say a fox, too, just because it's more romantic.
0: Yeah. But you mentioned that we did a segment there. So let's uh, play that.
1: <laughs> we are at literally one of my favorite places in the world for watching sunsets on the sand dunes, mesquite sand dunes at Death Valley.
0: And why does your um, your dings on your your uh, your phone keep going off?
1: Because it's my birthday. <laughs> how m- it,
0: you've been 29 for how I'm long?
1: I'm <laughs> 29 again. It's fantastic, and um, this I just couldn't have. Asked for a better place to enjoy my birthday sunset.
0: It's pretty cool. I mean, we're out here. Like sometimes when we do these from the trail segments of the podcast, you can get some background wind or like a stream or something. And out here on the sand dunes, it's uh, you know, it's five minutes after five. The sun is about to set. It's actually set behind the mountains, but it hasn't officially set yet. And there is no wind and no noise. It is. Totally it's silent. It
1: is silent. Save for about 20 minutes ago there was a guy running up a sand dune, breathing hard. He really
0: wanted a photo. <laughs> a lot of camera equipment. kind of reminded him, me of, uh, of me.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although you're taking it in, but um, it is just so beautiful. We uh, we calculated, we hiked out about just, only just over half a mile mm-hmm. to one of the dunes. You can go as far as a couple of miles and it's just beautiful and some... so quiet
0: see some people out there on a really far out dune
1: Mm-hmm. they're gonna ha- probably use their headlamps to come back and the panamint i think it's it's the panamint mountains correct that yeah. we're surrounded by right now
0: i think this range that's kind of behind us is the panamint Mountain. oh so
1: what's the I range over there okay but
0: the corkscrew peak which we climbed nine eight or nine years ago is right over there
1: corkscrew peak uh not recommended. No, it is. Okay, recommended because the view at the top is spectacular. The hike itself is like, I just remember starting it in a wash between two mountains. And mm-hmm. you thankfully had navigation, good navigation. So first of all, you feel like you're in a movie about being lost in the desert. Mm-hmm. And then you start going straight up the damn mountain for a long well it's not even that long it's a couple of it's miles It's just like straight up it's straight up we could not walk for days
0: yeah it was i was sore after that but i mean this this trip to death valley is our our third trip um first came here 12 years ago and we're blown away and then uh we're back here again uh for holly's birthday this is our second time on the sand dunes we came here first night and then we had to come here on our last night as well but we've checked out some classics and we've done some stuff we haven't done before
1: yeah it's been really spectacular what's um, stood out for you I mean it's all it, it's, it's all, all good all but
0: I mean I would say so the, the hike at, uh, at Golden Canyon is very um, well known and it's kind of popular but you can add some segments to it that are a little bit lesser known. not so many people do it um, the Badlands loop and going through Gower Gulch is, uh, is an awesome hike um, and we did that this time around, and we and we did it kind of in the afternoon. So it was maybe an hour or two before the sunset, and the the, the light that you get um, is, is similar to the light you'd get from Zabriskie Point, which is like a photographer's dream kind of like point to to take photos. And you're hiking right near it, but you don't have all the people that are hanging out at Zabriskie Point. So you get you get that whole element of beautiful light, and you're hiking in these like kind of rolling mountains that are kind of marbled like burnt orange and yellow and um, it's like
1: mar it's like uh, what i say the ice cream is like marble ice cream yeah like caramel and chocolate and vanilla mixed in there it's just so beautiful the
0: formations of of all the minerals and rocks out here is just crazy and there's there's a lot of snow at the on the peaks around here which is really interesting when you see such an arid dry landscape and then you can also see the snow-capped mountains it's just like this land of extremes
1: yeah it really is it it never like it's always just death Valley is always a good idea i probably say that about a lot of national parks but uh that's what makes them so special and um i i actually really liked we did well that was spectacular what you're talking about i kept wondering when baby yoda was going to pop out because (laughs) some of the points that you were at were just like they look like you were on another planet like a star wars Wars setting um And I, uh, a ranger here, recommended Desolation Canyon, which we had never really thought about doing. I don't even, I hadn't heard of it personally. I hadn't heard of it. And um, it's four miles round trip, two miles. Uh, one way up to just a spectacular viewpoint in a canyon, and it's you're
0: actually looking over um, the artist. I think it's called Artist Drive, Artist Paintway,
1: Artist Palette, or something like that. It's like it's a, it's a driving drive, route. yeah. And
0: you're kind of you hike above it, and you can see the little drive that people do.
1: So cool, and just the view. I called it, remember, a Cheater's Peak because mm. it's two miles to to kind of get to this amazing viewpoint, and it's pretty straightforward. There's a, like two kind of scrambles, but. Trust me. Yeah. If I can do them, anyone can do them, but they were not bad at all. And just like this incredible view of mm-hmm. the valley and um, Telescope Peak and Wildrose Peak as well, which are totally snow
0: capped right yeah, now. They got a ton of snow a few days ago, and, yeah. uh, which makes for really awesome landscape. Um, but what's it like? What What do you think it's been like traveling here during the time of of the coronavirus? How is it? How's it been?
1: Well, okay, so you know, I was a little nervous about accommodation actually because we're not camping, and right. I I didn't really want to camp in the super cold. I mean, essentially, you're basically outside all of the time, and here we are on these sand dunes, and I mean, there's nobody even near us. You can get right. plenty of room, even on the trails. Right. Uh, people have been super respectful generally with the masks. I mean, it's right. some one people of the fortunate masks, things yeah. about California, um, and we're just always outside even dining they had outdoor patio dining so it's been i think it's been really great we've basically just you know slept in our room and we don't enter a lobby or hallways or
0: anything like that yeah no it's been totally wide open and you're basically outdoors unless you're in your hotel room um so it's been really safe i Mm -hmm, would say mm -hmm. and really beautiful and not super crowded i mean but what's funny is that the people we've met on the trail have been from out of state. We've met somebody from Illinois. We've met a couple of people from Florida. Um, so people are coming from all over the place. I know. It's amazing. And here. they're
1: flying in uh, <laughs> and just loving Death Valley. And it's just so massive. It's the largest national park in the lower 48.
0: Learned that on this trip. Didn't mm-hmm, know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my only quibble, and I know you're reluctant Uh-oh. for me to share what this. What is it? i love these sand dunes they are mesquite sand dunes just amazing and you know oftentimes you see um in sand beautiful artwork so people create
0: art in the sand sand art right sand art and it's like just
1: stunning and like flowers and just you know really Mm. intricate takes a long time yeah well we were running out to the sand because we wanted to make sure we got here in time to like hang out and really enjoy the sunset the actual
0: sunset yeah and
1: the hill we were aiming for, somebody had taken the time to create, unfortunately, a giant penis on the sand dune. <laughs> not cool at all to deface the sand dune with a giant penis that clearly took some time. That,
0: uh, whoever did it was dedicated. They, I do not find walked that a ha a moment. very, very particular direction to make... To make that sand art that is not art, it art. <laughs> it's like sand graffiti <laughs> it's
1: defacing the sand dune
0: <laughs>
1: do not make penises in the sand dune log right. roll down them is that, a p- is that your psa that's my or, psa right. for today
0: good good i think you, we should actually we record that a few times and make sure you just nail it <laughs>
1: <laughs> well there's just no nice way to say it all right. anyway the scenery is at ap- other than that is absolutely spectacular it is
0: if you haven't been to death valley there's always something to check out there's a ton of hikes like the the driving here in itself is an activity because it's so beautiful and just like unique which just you can see forever like you can see just like it feels like hundreds of miles and maybe you can um in all variety of directions and it's just so clear the night sky is so is incredibly amazing um and the driving is just Being able to see the road for just miles, like just straight, is really unique. It's
1: so relaxing. Remember I was telling you, like a lot of times when you're driving, you're a little bit stressed out. or You're kind of anxious to get there. But in Death Valley, it's meditative Mm -hmm. and relaxing to be driving. Unless you're on the massively bumpy roads.
0: (laughs) And like as opposed to some other national parks where it's just like there's traffic jams trying to get to, you know, the General Sherman tree or... Uh, you know, a view of Half Dome or something like that. There's never a traffic jam in, in Death Valley. It's just <laughs> like you're almost always out here by yourself. Uh, maybe that's because it's the largest national park in the lower 48. I don't, I don't know. And there, is, there isn't anything like specifically, I guess, iconic about Death Valley. There isn't that, that Half Dome or that General Sherman tree, you know, or that Grand Teton. It's just like it's a massive, beautiful, arid, unique landscape that has a ton of different hikes to go explore. Um, and experiences to have, and just keep coming back here and being blown away every time.
1: yes, I, it is a absolutely wonderful place to spend a birthday. That's true. Um, and so we'll leave with a teaser. we We didn't talk about the crater mm. um, that we visited today, but we'll do that. Do uh, that you know, on the podcast.
0: Do that in the studio.
1: Woohoo. Take care, everyone. come to Death Valley.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, mesquite, flat sand dunes, always a winner for a sunset, um, highly, highly recommend it. Let's
1: let's do Sunrise.
0: Sunrise. Okay. So Sunrise, if you ask a ranger or pretty much anybody else in Death Valley, they'll probably mention Zabriskie Point, which we've done for Sunrise, and it's killer. I mean, it is awesome to see the sun. You're actually kind of seeing what the sun lights up rather than kind of like turning your back and looking at the actual sunrise itself, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. You're kind of seeing... You have your back to the sun as it's rising, and you're looking at those kind of golden canyon marbled, the Badlands, uh, the Badlands, the the uh, the gold, literally called Golden Canyon and Manly Beacon, and then the Panamint Mountains, and seeing that all just get lit up. and Zabriskie Point is awesome, but everybody knows it's awesome, and that parking area can get packed. So, um, if you want to try out something else, um, uh, Dante's View is is a really special place, and we went up there. Um, on our trip and we were the only ones up there for sunrise
1: the entire time
0: the entire time literally nobody we got up there whatever 30 minutes before sunrise and we're like okay somebody else is going to join us sunrise happened 30 minutes after sunrise nobody was there it was you had the whole place to yourself um and you have a killer view you're really high up it's i think you're over 5000 feet and you're looking down on badwater the lowest elevation in the united states um, and you can kind of see those salt flat uh, kind of expressions, which is really neat to see. It looks like just salt stains mm-hmm. out there on the valley floor. <laughs> and then you get a f- you get to see Telescope Peak and Wild Rose Peak and the Panamint Mountains. And on a clear day, you can see all the way out to the highest point in the United States. You can see Mount Whitney in yeah. the Sierra Nevada from Dante's view. We didn't have a clear morning. It was overcast, um, which actually, I think, kind of added to the drama.
1: Well, you could see the mountains. You just couldn't see us. As- far you couldn't see Whitney Whitney, you need like a super crisp and clear day for that
0: but you get to see the lowest point in the United States and and the the highest highest point in the United States from Dante's view that's pretty pretty
1: special yeah bring a thermos of coffee and a good morning attitude oh are you speaking from experience I'm I'm not always the the sunniest person (laughs) In the <laughs> not morning. a morning person is that how you would describe <laughs> I used it? to be a morning person it it's totally worth it to go i just uh i i do better with sunsets because i'm already up i'm yeah. already up at adam but um it it really is a it's a i could not have asked for a better way to start the day i mean just it's hot pink that just starts like rising in a band
0: it's so and, cool yeah it, i don't even and, know what mountains those are that you're looking out to they're so far away but they were snow-capped Um, and they're just like very further East. It's got to be somewhere in Nevada. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but at Dante's view, there's a little parking lot and you can kind of, you can walk, I believe it would be South, um, which is what we did. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a few minutes and you can go out to like another vantage. It's a big, wide dirt trail. Um, I think a lot of people hike it. And that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. because then you can kind of get a nice view away from the cars if any cars happen to be there and you kind of have it to yourself or you can hike north and go up. That little knoll of Wait, a hill. Wait, do you
1: have more light for that one?
0: Yeah, that was uh, it's kind of sc- a bit of a scramble, I would say, to go to that one. But I mean, wherever you go, even if you just stay in the parking lot at Dante's View, it's it's a great spot.
1: It is, yeah, that's that's a good one. That was a that was actually you, Brian. You were the one who was like, let's check out something else, because and Zabriskie is great. We have done that, um, but Dante's View was just spectacular, and I think it would be good at probably great at sunset I as think well.
0: So. I think these places kind of are good for both. But yeah. let's let's talk about the hikes the hikes that you can have in death valley what what's a a hike that kind of stands out top of the list for you
1: i mean of course golden canyon yeah that's like a must-do loop now we got a great tip from the ranger and one thing i have to say about death valley national parks rangers is every time i've gone their rangers have been awesome they just know their stuff they've most often recently hiked something. They just have really good information. So absolutely, if you can, stop at a ranger station and just get some advice because we get some really good tips. Right. But the ranger we spoke to had said, you know, a lot of people do Golden Canyon clockwise.
0: Mm, because, well, there's several options with Golden Canyon. There's a lot of people who just go up Golden Canyon and back. They just do an out and right. back up the canyon, right? Which is nice. Which is cool. But you can connect it with Gower Gulch, which is an, like a, a wash, basically, that you can hike through. Um, and then there's some other loop trails, the Badland Loop and stuff like that. So
1: And so the one that we recommend is just over... It's like five and a half mile loop.
0: Right. Including the Golden Canyon and Gower, Gower Gulch. Gower
1: Gulch. Yes. And so that loop, she had said, you know, I would go counterclockwise mm. so that you aren't climbing as much. Right. Kind of
0: lessens the this, steepness this grade of the climb. Yeah. I mean.
1: And the other thing that was a bonus about it was that, at least from the time we did it, we came up to the high point late afternoon Mm. and so the glow of the sun on these marbled canyons that look like marble ice cream or i think you said like a sorbet or orange sherbet or or orange sherbet that's perfect (laughs) description um but what did you like about that hike
0: uh i don't i i mean it feels like it had a lot of Kind of the greatest hits of death valley with kind of the little slot canyons like when you're going up gower gulch um you do have to do like maybe one or two like small scrambles like a few feet up mm-hmm. and it's not a big deal mm-hmm. um but you kind of still get that slot canyon feel um you get to look out at the surrounding peaks of death valley you can see like telescope peak and some of those bigger peaks in the panamint mountains um you get the view of zabriskie point essentially um When you're kind of like further into that Badlands loop, like when you mentioned you're at the highest point of the Badlands loop, you're looking back. The Zabriskie Point is like less than a half of a mile away. You can see all the people hanging out there, snapping photos in the parking lot, and you're actually in it. You're in like the good stuff. And if you were at the parking lot at Zabriskie Point looking down, you'd be seeing these people hiking around and you'd be like, I want to be there. I that looks awesome. That.
1: Well, part of this hike, you you do have the option on this loop of doing a detour up, up to, to Zabriskie Point, which adds, I believe, like one and a half miles more. We didn't do that. We were a little short on time for one thing. Um, but I mean, you could drive to Ski and, and do it if you can, like, that's a great option, but we, we didn't, and we just continued on and you're right. Like that high point on Badlands, I was just like standing there going, okay, I know baby Yoda is going to pop up somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it feels like a Star Wars set.
0: Yeah, it Uh, does. I mean, there's so much of Death Valley that feels like a Star Wars set, but if you can time your hike so that you're kind of hitting that marbled canyon near Zabriskie Point, like maybe an hour and a half or an hour before sunset, um, man, you're going to get some great light. should have enough time to get back. Because the, the final part, if you do it as Holly suggested, as a big counterclockwise loop, then you just have, um, what is it, a mile long kind of like finish through Golden Canyon, which is totally easy and mellow. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, I and mean, you're not going to get lost or anything. And that's that's a great way to end it. Um, but that connector from Gower Gulch to Golden Canyon, whatever those little routes are called, that, to me, that was the highlight. That was the best part.
1: Yeah, it was. It was just beautiful. So much fun. Yeah, great. And I think that's like the ultimate hike to to do when you get there, just because, you, like you said, it has the best of everything in a canyon hike um, mm-hmm. in Death Valley. And it's manageable, you know, and there are several other options if you want to keep it shorter or if it's really high and
0: it's well marked you're you're gonna have it's signed even when you're going up gower gulch wash which feels like i mean most of the trails in death valley are like quote unquote trails they're really kind of routes right with kind of you get uh, occasional route signs or even rocks stacked on top of each other karen's kind of marking the way but there aren't really legitimate hiking trails like we might be known to seeing in the Sierra Nevada or mm-hmm. on Mount Tamalpais or whatever. Um, so it's a little something else to kind of keep in mind. But Death um, Golden Canyon is a, is a popular spot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hike there. And, yeah, you're um,
1: going to see people. And they did have... I felt like they had good signage where they needed it. Yeah. So that you were... Yeah, you were well orchestrated. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's just gorgeous. And then we enjoyed sunset from there too because we kind of finished. And instead of like trying to race off somewhere, we just... It's not a Sat bad spot ranger. for sunset. Yeah, found yeah. a little perch and watched sunset. I mean,
0: and that's the other thing about Death Valley. So many of these little pullouts or parking lots or wherever are good spots, great spots they for were. sunsets. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't go wrong. That's the
1: great thing about Death Valley is like you can go, you know, into the canyons or up to the peaks. Yeah. Um, and so you have plenty of options and things to do. And the canyons there are amazing. And again, the ranger told us about one called Desolation Canyon, which I had never... Heard of. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah. It's a
0: little mark on the map and it's very close to the Golden Canyon parking area. Really actually. close and
1: it's not very long. It's four miles round trip mm-hmm. up through a canyon and again, you know, it's you, you follow a wash and it's, it's if you, you can explore the side slot canyons or you can just stay on the main trail and you know, you're going to find your way up to, I called it like a cheater's view because the canyon is absolutely beautiful. It's got rainbow rock and you're kind of winding along like the Black Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you only have to go up two sort of slight scrambles. And They you know, call
0: those uh, dry falls.
1: Dry falls. Yes. So scrambles up you the road. You scramble
0: off the bit. But and it wasn't big. I think one was six feet. Yeah, they were like consecutive. They were just yeah. two in
1: a row. And if, as long as you have good treads... You'll be fine. And I say this because I am not Alex Honnold, even close. I'm a total klutz <laughs> and I made it up them. So if I can do it, you can do it. Take your time too and just have good treads. It helps when when Brad's, you make him stand behind you too and catch your fall. Of- <laughs> 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 but um, these, from the the rock formations there, um, it's a mineral combination that creates this rainbow in some of the rocks. So once you get past those two washes, which are about, I think a mile in, mm-hmm. um, you see these rocks that are like, I mean, they look painted and they are painted. They're painted by nature and mm-hmm. they're like kind of green and um, pink and red. So you'll get that. The greens were just a trip. Yeah.
0: Totally a trip. It was. They were like
1: bright, like they were like lime. Right. Almost.
0: But that, that's the thing about that hike is that when you pop out at the top of the Canyon, essentially you're basically right behind artist drive, which is a really popular place driving route in Death Valley. They call it Artist Drive because all the rocks are multicolored and really cool. And you just hike through part of that. And now you're up kind of like on the mountains looking down at people driving through Artist Drive. It's, It's an interesting kind of behind the scenes view of everything. It
1: totally is. And it's a great place to have a picnic. Mm. um it just like sit down in your backpack or it was easy we just walked up to a perch and what i liked was the views of um the panamans and telescope peak was just like quite covered in snow yeah and wild rose peak right next to it telescope peak is the largest peak there yeah and wild rose i think is the second highest i think so Um, anyway, that view was just, I did call it a cheater's view just because a lot of great views, I feel like, you know, it's, it's quite a bit of effort or like lots of mileage or really hard uphill. And this was a very gradual route. Yes. Um, and it was interesting. And then you get to this ta-da view.
0: And it also felt, I mean, like it was somewhat secretive because there isn't a big sign off of that main highway, highway 190 um there might be like a little sign up the dirt road you kind of just have to know where to, where to look to see where desolation is but there's a legit parking lot there and it's a totally legit hike um just not that many people know about it and you could tell i mean on the hike we only passed five people six people over the course of a few hours um really cool and that's that's what's great about death valley there's a lot of options and not a lot of people are getting back into the stuff into the canyons and, and doing these Little adventures that yeah. uh, are really a lot of fun.
1: Another little adventure that you chose, which was Mosaic Canyon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too far from Stovepipe Wells. And um, what what stands out to you about the Mosaic Canyon experience?
1: Oh, my delightful attitude when I saw the um, washes that I had to climb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. the dry falls
1: no that canyon again i think it's only four miles like round trail i don't, I don't mean to say only but it's not a super long hike yeah and you can go as far as you want um and turn around when you're comfortable but um the the sandstone what stands out immediately when i think about that hike was um you wind in and you're never you never feel super enclosed but you definitely feel like you're in a you're in a canyon because you are in a canyon but the sandstone is very smoothed out I think from flash yeah. floods right like silty uh, flash yeah. floods that's, it really
0: does seem marble
1: yeah right? and it's qu- and it just is wavy you know mm. I mean people would think of Utah when you say something like that but you're right. kind of going through this and um then there's this massive boulder that's climbable and fine for getting some fun photos on as long as you're careful yeah because me mama bear just be careful um you climbed up on that boulder I did climb up on it yeah and then you know what got a little complicated on that route was I remember the range being like I mean there's a few scrambles and I'm like a few scrambles like you you have to be paying attention to the route which of course you know I was doing not really Brad <laughs> that's, was paying attention that's sarcasm to the route. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Brad thankfully is an amazing navigator and a pro because like why don't you explain what that was like
0: Well yeah if you look at the map and all these hikes that we've we've mentioned um, Golden Canyon Desolation Canyon um, Mosaic Canyon, if you swing by the Visitor Center, they actually have um, specific blown up maps of these hikes, which, which you are should get. you should totally get. It's very helpful. Um, and on that map of Mosaic Canyon, you can see just after a mile that there is a, a dry fall, but then there's, um, on, noted on the map, it says dry fall bypass. So you come up to some what looks to be like a pretty intimidating like scramble of, you know, more than 15 feet or something, but there's actually bypasses. Like if you walk back from that dry fall, you'll, you should see some routes that go up and around some of these bigger dry falls. And it's usually marked by, um, just kind of arrows, uh, rocks formed in an arrow shape yeah. point, pointing you like where you should Thank go. Goodness. Yeah. Um, so you can go all the way back without having to do anything really sketchy if you follow the drive the the bypasses and then you end up at the very end of the canyon which is just like a a 50-foot wall that is definitely there's no bypass that's that's the end um <laughs> <laughs> you'll know it's will know uh, <laughs> quite vertical but that that was really cool i i thought that was it cool.
1: was i that was again an example of like you know I didn't know anything about this hike, really. Um, We kind of briefly talked to the ranger. You did the research on it. And so we're walking and it was probably good because when I actually read up on it, they were like, well, you can just turn around wherever you want um, if you don't want to, you know, try to scramble. Um, And so it is, it's, it's an adventurous hike, but the bypasses were super helpful. You still need good treads. And I would say between Mosaic and Desolation, if you're new to it or just a little bit uncertain about doing some scrambles stick i would stick with desolation over mosaic or just i would i would do both actually but (laughs) if you're like i'm not so sure about scrambles yeah you know one after another for a bit um i would say desolation
0: yeah (laughs) well you can't go wrong either one is going to be you're going to have a great time um and it's not going to it shouldn't be too too intimidating but if it if it feels like it's out of your comfort zone you can there's no harm, no foul in turning around.
1: Yeah, there are people doing it. I think, you know what, we saw one couple and I think that they hadn't, I don't think they had a map and so I don't think they were exactly doing the rerouting. Oh,
0: that was a couple, I, you could tell, it seemed <laughs> like could you tell. the the dude was uh, trying to impress his his female companion <laughs> by not asking a lot of questions. <laughs> And he totally missed the bypass, and yes. he was gonna—he was gonna scramble this thing. And Holly was like yelling at him, "Hey, no, walk back. There's a bypass."
1: Well, I could hear them examining how they were gonna get up the route, and I'm like, "You're—you're you're not. Like that is not possible. At uh-huh. least without maybe a really." possible injury but the bypass because i went i did the same thing i went right up to it i was looking at it like okay this is where i have to stop and you said well here's the bypass so yeah a great tip Brad. pick up a map and then also just like take Stop and take a breath and kind of walk back and see where you can see those rocks. It's like,
0: always good to stop yeah, and take it, a breath. It is
1: fun. And what I like, too, is that if you do that one, you can also, I mean, um, the Mesquite Flat Sand Dunes are pretty much right there There you go. The if you
0: time it, and so you you have like an, an hour, an hour and a half after Mosaic Canyon, head right down to the Mesquite Flat Sand Dunes, not far away at all, and yeah. you have yourself a nice afternoon. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned that Death Valley has a very Star wars vibe. Oh. I would say the most Star Wars-y, like, place that I've seen at Death Valley is the, uh, you say it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yubi-Hebe Crater.
0: Yubi-Hebe Crater. That's it. Um, It's kind of in the northern part of the park. And it's just a massive, big crater. What is it? Like, a a mile across? Half a mile across? Five, six hundred feet deep? Yeah. Huge volcanic crater. And um, you can just, like, park and just kind of take take it all in and look at it. Or you can like walk around the rim of the crater, which is really I, I recommend it. It's not far. It's uh like a mile, mile and a half. It's just
1: over, I think it's a mile and a half. A mile yeah. and a half
0: to walk the rim.
1: Yeah, the circumference of it. Um you're right. I I think uh you are expecting like the millennial falcon to be parked there when you arrive at the parking lot. And it's like you get to the parking lot and boom. I mean it's spectacular right from there. But I agree with you to do the the one and a half mile loop around mm-hmm. it starts off which direction are you going you go up the
0: well yeah you could go either way um but i think we went south so we're doing a counterclockwise You go
1: counterclockwise so south i'm really bad with directions you guys with north south, west, and east um and it's a little bit of a climb for a minute and then you can actually go around i think little hebe crater which we didn't do we just followed the main route around yeah um Ubihibi crater which means big basket apparently oh, I found that out yeah, doing my editing um, which is really big cool bread basket <laughs> right. and you can also if the weather's right and it's not super hot you can go down into the crater totally and you got to
0: choose the right spot though yeah because there's a that the, you could see a couple of routes and one of them is more steep. And it would just seem like a pain in the ass mm-hmm. to try to like at least come back up that <laughs> Coming way. Coming
1: up it, yeah, or going up it.
0: So the least steep way is kind of at the northern end of uh, of the crater. So where you park, you would um, if you just want to go down into the crater, and not hike the rim. You just park and walk a few minutes north, and um, then you should see a more of a gentle kind of descent into the crater, which is really cool. You get a, an interesting perspective, I think, um, from down at the very base of it.
1: And if you are hiking it counterclockwise, you'll see that you'll see that entryway, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how we discovered it. And it was, um, yeah, it was great. Going down's pretty easy, and then you're down there, and coming up is you you know, harder. So you're gonna have to make sure you have some water and give yourself a little, like, give yourself a break if you need to. I mean, it's not grueling, but on, I on a hot day, I don't, I don't know that I'd recommend going
0: down. Maybe not. Yeah, there isn't a lot I would recommend. I mean, a hot day in Death Valley would just. Suck. It's just so hot.
1: Between the two that we did, like going down and going around, I actually okay. preferred just going around on the one and a half mile trail. I just thought yeah. you got an amazing perspective. Um,
0: it's, it's less it's, it's less strenuous, probably. Yeah, it's not strenuous. So the overall takeaway, I would say, is that <laughs> we really enjoy Death Valley. It's a it's a wonderful national park. If you've never been or you've only driven through it um highly recommend putting it on your itinerary over the next few months try to get there before it starts getting real hot out in april and that's kind of when things really start to warm up and keep your eyes peeled for the super bloom maybe 2021 will be a super bloom year
1: Uh, and the desert fox
0: and the desert fox but we wrote about everything that we've mentioned in this episode um, on our website uh, on weekend and uh yeah if you enjoy the podcast Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or a like um, and follow us on Instagram and uh, let us know what adventures you're up to. You can email us at info at or you can just uh, tag us on your Instagram posts. Hope you have a good weekend.
1: Take care, everyone.